It's your early breakfast with Africa Milani. Uh, 14 minutes now, it is past five o'clock. Um, it seems that uh, AfriForum would love to see the public broadcaster, that's the South African Broadcasting Corporation, uh, privatized and that uh, the uh, TV licenses that we are required to pay, uh, they must be scrapped. Joining me on the line is Ernst van Sale. He's the head of public relations at AfriForum. Ernst, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Africa. I don't think many people will argue against the scrapping of TV licenses, but what is your reasoning as to why we should scrap TV licenses? Hmm. Well, it's it's quite simple. It's really to bring the, the on-the-ground reality in line with the, or to bring the, the, the legal reality or uh, legislative reality in line with the on-the-ground reality. And the on-the-ground reality, what we're seeing out there in South Africa is that there's an 87% evasion rate when it comes to the paying of fees of TV licenses. So that's that's unsustainable. That's a model that's currently not uh, uh, sustainably funding the SABC, and it needs to be uh, replaced with a model that actually works. Uh, at the moment, that, uh, that trend of non-compliance of paying TV licenses is just keeps increasing. I think it was at 82% a year uh, about two years ago, and uh, the latest statistic one year ago was at 87%. That's going to that's on its way to 100% uh, if it goes on with that trend. Well, we know that there's um, legislation currently making its way through Parliament, probably won't be concluded before uh, May when we're anticipating an election, but they are looking to review um, the TV license because, as you say, the majority of us are not paying for it. What, in your opinion, would be the optimum model? What should replace it? Well, the optimum model would be a model that uh, is more privatized, the model where the SABC is run with a, 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 a lot less uh, corruption, a lot less mismanagement of funds, and that you'll see if the, if the ANC, uh, the, the SABC is privatized and moves away from the state-centric model that we're currently seeing. And it's, it's actually the same story that we're seeing across the board with many uh, SOEs is that we're seeing a, uh, the 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 inefficiencies of um, of government control over many of these uh, these SOEs. So when it comes to the SABC, the story is the same. That if it were to move to a more privatised model, uh, as AfriForum is suggesting in our, our comments to Parliament, it would actually uh, reinvigorate uh, this this uh, enterprise, and uh, it could have higher quality programming. It would have better efficiency, uh, less mismanagement of funds. It would also help uh, fight things like, for example, corruption that's plagued the SABC for for years now. It's uh, but the the bottom line is that it can't continue like this. We can't continue down the line where every year we hear about 1.1 uh, billion rands that uh, the SABC has uh, doesn't uh, currently um, have a funding source for. It has a deficit in regards to uh, the money that it's made. Uh, where every year or every second year we have to hear about how the government has to now give it uh, another uh, uh, cash injection to save it from uh, from collapse. I think the last one was in 2019 where the, the uh, government had to give the SABC 3.2 uh, billion rand uh, to save it from a uh, from business rescue or to save it from uh, collapse. And uh, now we're here in 2024 
and uh, that cash injection has already been used up. And uh, according to many people close to the, the SABC, uh, the, the state-owned enterprise is in a worse state than when it received uh, that cash injection from the government. So it's it's just a, a, a hole that tax money is being thrown into, and it, it's not improving. It's been uh, it's been decades where the, the government has had a chance to, uh, to save the SABC to turn it around, and uh, it's time for a for a new model. It's time uh, to cha- change the channel. How how do we in that model ensure that um, speaking? Speakers of the Shivenda language, for example, will continue to have a news bulletin that is broadcast in their language, that the various uh, religious bodies and organizations will continue to get whatever the minutes um, allocated on the various channels and certainly radio stations um, that make up the South African Broadcasting Corporation. Because if one is a private entity in some way or shape, uh, surely they would need to be driven in part by the ability to turn a profit. And that that kind of programming will, by its very nature, not be able to attract the kind of revenue that might then make it profitable for them to broadcast that um, uh, either television show or uh, a radio broadcast. Mm. So absolutely, that's uh, important to have a, a model where you actually have uh, that uh, diversity of programming. So uh, the firstly, uh, on the, the current rate or the, the current path where the ACBC is, um, those, that programming is under threat of not existing anyway, because the ANC, uh, the, the SABC is, uh, is on its way to, uh, to not existing uh, as an entity as it's going at the moment. So the only way to have that privatization process actually ensure that, uh, for example, that type of diversity of programming still exists is to have a community-centered privatization happen, not a uh, a purely uh, profit-based uh, uh, privatization. That means that uh, when it comes to these different uh, community stations, these different stations serving different languages and different religions, you have to look at a more decentralized model where the community actually knows where the, the money is coming from to fund these models and there's actually a, or to uh, fund these stations and there's actually a, a more uh, uh, assured model for the future to keep them on the air. At the moment, the current state-centric model, uh, there's no assured future. The the future is actually quite uncertain. So it needs to move away from a model that uh, there is no future to a model that is community-centered, community-driven, and where the the funding actually comes from the community itself. And there's many ways uh, for that to happen and many ways for that to be explored. But uh, when it comes to the, the uh, state funds currently funding uh, this this massive centralized project, what's going to happen in the end is that uh, those communities aren't going to have uh, power control over the, the radio stations anyway. And the best way to, to solve that is to decentralize it to a community level, put, it, uh, put the, the control and power over that the future of the, these types of stations back into to the hands of the community. But that's going to be a, a long process. That's going to be a, a innovative and pioneering process. And there's a lot of interesting and new and innovative models uh, to follow and to explore in regards to ensure that. But the, the current one uh, is doomed to fail. The current one, uh, in, in with the current uh, state-centric model, there is no guaranteed future for those stations anyway. So 
it actually ups the pressure to, for an alternative model uh, to be pursued to ensure that there's actually a diversity of programming in yeah. the future that is sustainable. Uh, theory supports the idea of uh, certainly decentralized and regional uh, programming because someone in Cape Town will know better what Cape Town needs um, as opposed to a head office sitting in Johannesburg determining what Cape Town is going to do. And I suppose as my parting question, Ernst, uh, I want to know if there's a model that um, you're suggesting that is in practice anywhere else in the world uh, that we should look to because the communities taking control of what is being broadcast or programmed on the radio station or television uh, station uh, tick. Many people will support that, but it's a financing of that that will be slightly problematic because the minute you move out of the urban centers of Joburg, Pretoria, Cape Town, Durban, perhaps, Kabecha, um, uh, and, and, and so forth and so on, the minute you move out of those communities, it becomes even more difficult, I imagine, for one to seek alternative sources of financing for their programming. Mm, absolutely. So the the best uh, example is actually if you look at uh, uh, larger cultural movements, like, for example, the Solidarity Movement or AfriForum, um, you have to, you can't really uh, leave it up to, as you correctly said, to a small village or a small rural center uh, to be able to get those funds. But if you create a larger, for example, uh, language-based movement that specifically looks at catering to the Venda language or the Sichuana language or to Isizulu, then you actually have a lot of cultural capital that you and potential to uh, cater to many communities all across the country. I think that's the the, the best way. It's not to leave it up to uh, a small village or a small rural centre to solve the problem, but rather to use cultural capital tied to uh, entire language and linguistic communities or cultural communities to cater to many communities all across the country. So in the end, it's still a decentralization to a community level. It's just decentralized to a cultural or a linguistic level rather than uh, leaving every uh, village or every uh, small sense of people to to figure it out for themselves. I think there's a, there's actually a quite a a uh, close to home model you can uh, you could actually just look at what for example AfriForum and, and Solidarity are doing in this regard in regards to the Afrikaans language and I think there's a lot of potential to use that model across the board in in plenty and bountiful resources available within the Afrikaans speaking community, not so much in many other communities, despite the um, numerical advantage in terms of uh, the numbers of people who are counted for the census in those other languages. Well, I would uh, disagree in that regard if you take into account that the, the membership, the minimum membership fee for AfriForum is 30 Rand and the minimum fee that uh, Solidarity used to build Soltech, the technical college, was 10 Rand a month. Well, I mean, I hear that, but the reason why KickNet exists and exists in the multiple channels that it does and it does as well as it does is because the people watching that television will in fact become customers for those people who are advertising on those television channels right uh, could one argue the same thing about shivenda speaking people for example um or uh, you know sebedi speaking people i'm not sure 
Well, uh, I, I think you can argue that uh, there's uh, there's enough people with uh, with capital to to contribute within every one of those community, one of those linguistic or cultural communities, to be able to start up uh, an organisation that uh, that caters to that that need for those channels or that need for that type of programming. I think it's possible. It just needs the the right level of organisation. Like I said. Uh, there's a there's a saying from Flip Base, the, the head of the solidarity movement, and that is if you take a lot of small money, you can make big money, and that's the that's the philosophy behind it. Is that it's not uh, you don't need many big funders. I think that's a that's a myth that's keeping uh, a lot of people from trying this type of, uh, of the, initiative. No, the, 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 the focus area for me Ernst, is that in order for any program to justify the cost of producing that program, one needs to be able to sell the airtime around it in order to obviously realize revenue. And I'm not sure whether uh, many other language speakers outside of English and Afrikaans and perhaps Zulu Kosa because of the numbers would be able to generate the uh, same level of excitement or attraction. Uh, but let, let's leave it there, Ernest. Thank you very much. Ernst Van Sale is the head of public relations at uh, AfriForum, uh, suggesting that we should scrap TV licenses and uh, privatize the public broadcast. I wonder if you agree. Uh, you can call me or send me voice notes to 072-702-1702, 072-567-1567.